morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening to the day. Today is the 15th of July, year of our Lord 2021. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James. I was are- actually, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was going to interrupt you pre um you saying James, but we're, I, you said the fifth. I think I'm going to run this Wednesday. Oh, we are going to do this. Okay, so usually, so usually we do Thursdays. We're going to do this a little bit of a day early because I'm going on vacation. James is doing some stuff. So, hey, happy 14th of July, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Hope everybody got their free Slurpee three days ago. I did not. I was, oh, I forgot about that. Dude, I was in 7-Eleven on that You're day. You're always there. And <laughs> it's evergreen, evergreen sentence for me. And I just didn't, nobody was like, it wasn't crazy or nothing like that. There were no promos. Like, I don't even, I just totally spaced it. I didn't even think about it. You Do know you what? go to 7-Eleven every day? Once or twice every day. When's the, when's the last time you haven't gone to 7-Eleven? When I was in Michigan in June for a few days. Okay. I respect yeah. your commitment to 7-Eleven. Yeah. You, I was are there. you a Slurpee guy? You never drink Slurpees on cam. So, uh, I went to Lake Michigan with a buddy of mine uh, just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I say if it was last week and, uh, you know, it was real nice. The vibes were great. It was awesome. Everybody's hanging out and drinking, which you're not technically supposed to do on the pier, but you know, whatever you disguise it. Yeah. No, people don't. <laughs> and he's like, you know, what we should do. He goes, we should stop by seven 11, get some, uh, slushies and buy some shooters, get some like Malibu and stuff like that. And just pour it in the, and then just walk around with that. And I was like, galaxy brain. Yes. Did you guys do it? We haven't we haven't been able to do it yet because the weather's been kind of crappy. I know it has been in Michigan too. You've been you guys have been getting a lot of rain, but here in Chicago, it's just been gloomy and weird and kind of yucky. Yeah. Um, we had like two days of like ninety degrees and it was really nice. I'm gonna ask you a question about the Pistons, please. Which why is else the- would we be here? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how to ask this, and if and if I was ever in a position where I could talk to any of the players, I would want to sort of ask them a question about this. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know that you're going to have an answer for this, but just maybe by your best guess. And if you don't, then I have a follow-up. Probably going to ask the follow-up regardless. Do you think that there's a is, – is there a player on the team who is super analytically driven and listens to – I'm assuming we have, like, a, a team for that. We got a bunch of guys for that, yeah, and they present a bunch Sammy of data. Sammy Gelfand. You, you know Sammy Gelfand, right? The guy who came from the Warriors – Yes. Uh, wears the glasses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who was assistant for Team Nigeria? Who yeah. beat the U.S. Shout out to Nigeria. Do you care, though? Honestly, wouldn't have watched it if um, I didn't watch the game against Australia because yeah, I don't care. But I wouldn't have even watched the Nigeria game if Jeremy and Sadiq weren't playing, and yeah. I felt obligated to uh, tweet some updates to my followers who come sure. to me for Pistons coverage, right? Yeah, um, Nawara wasn't playing in the Nigeria game, so I don't have a rooting interest in that. Even though, again, Jeremy Grant and Sadiq Bey were playing. Um, is there a player on the team who is like super analytically driven and really you know takes to heart what information they're given? Do you know? That's a great question. Um, because of the COVID year last year, like you know, I haven't really like I've gotten to know guys, but not super well. Um, I would imagine like guys like Sadiq. And even Isaiah, to an extent, are very analytically um, conscious just because of kind of who they are and the shots they do take and where they're positioned. Like, I think they understand. Well, I think all the guys understand it. Um, Yeah, like, I I don't know if there's anybody that's, like, reading – 
analytical stuff or like super yeah. into it. I don't know. I think they just play ball, but I definitely think they're like aware of it and pay attention to it and understand why they're positioned the way that the way that they are on the floor and drive kick swing and stuff like that. Yeah. I would think even though it's a super basic and kind of plain answer, I feel like it has to be Jeremy for this last season because I don't think that there was anybody who was as good at optimizing their shot selection as he was. Thoughts? I would argue that simply because he took a lot of mid-range shots, a lot of tough ones. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just – I think he took those shots simply because that's just shots he's comfortable with. Yeah. But, like, if you know anything about Dwayne, Dwayne hates those shots. Like, they only have so many built into their shot spectrum. Um, and yeah, like, I don't know, maybe Jeremy was allotted a lot of them, but, um, yeah, they try not to like, he, Dwayne's not a fan of the floater at all. Well, I'm sure. Ooh, he must've hated Reggie then. Uh, must not be a big killing guy. He's going to hate Cade Cunningham. Um, I already forgot where I was going with that. Cause I, I messed up the, I messed up the joke. Uh, we were doing the thing on screen, oh, too, oh, that only we can do. Yeah. Because the Jeremy Grant thing with the mid-range, and it's like, well, he only... Like, if we're setting aside, I don't know, just I'm throwing out a number. I don't care how accurate this is. If we're, if we're like, we want 12 mid-range shots a game, Jeremy's eating up 90% of those. Who else is taking them? Josh? Yeah, Josh got a few. The Killian floaters were there. It's really it. The uh, Isaiah... I mean, Isaiah would take some elbow jumpers. Yes. The, the Harry Giles special. No. <laughs> Let me ask you, because when I I was thinking about this question, I wanted to ask Isaiah, but it feels like him taking threes was the antithesis of what Dwayne Casey wanted. Well, maybe not that he didn't want Isaiah taking threes, just that he didn't want to, you know, specifically set up and create those shots for him. So Early on, yes. Okay, so as the the season progressed, then you think Dwayne was just kind of like, if he takes them, it's fine because they're probably going in? Um, I think toward the end of the season, they were setting up in a way in which Isaiah got more threes. Yes. Let's do a Be- quick quick power rankings, okay? All right. Uh, we'll do top three. That shot looks like it's going in every time they shoot. We both think Isaiah's number one. Weirdly, yes. Weirdly, yes. Like, you would think Sadiq, but, like, it, his jumper's so funky, it, you, you still kind of wonder. But, like, I mean, he shot the shit out of the ball. Yeah, but Isaiah – it. Every time it goes up, you're like, that looks good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would say if you're good. looking, if you're following the trajectory of the ball, it's Isaiah. So are we doing in some order Jeremy and Sadiq? Because I want to throw Josh Jackson's hat in the ring, but I feel like we just can't get away with not saying Jeremy and Sadiq in so some order. So it's tough because, at least for me, I base it off how many, like the number of threes the guys put in. So like Sadiq and Frank. Like, there was a point in the season. Oh, Frank, I'm sorry. Really quick. Frank Jackson, I'm so sorry. It's been so long since I've watched you play basketball. I forgot. I haven't done yeah. my Frank Jackson thing in a while. <laughs> oh, I never really felt that way with him, though. I was just excited when he would you try. Didn't. You didn't. But there was a point in, toward the end of the season where it felt like everything Frank put up was going down. Yeah. Um. So, like, I view it like that where it's just, like, in my mind, like, I can just, since it's so fresh, I can recall Frank and Sadiq just drilling threes. Um. But, like, if you're talking about in the moment when it goes up, I would not personally put Josh on that list. No. Mm. Um, <laughs> what yeah. if we're what if we're down fifteen points? Then Josh Jackson's probably <laughs> on that list because he's a Josh Jackson. I feel like you've made this point before that if you're down twelve, if you're down fifteen, you're down double digits. Josh Jackson's going to somehow find his team, shoot his team back into the game, and then once it's like a single possession game, you're, you're probably not going to get that anymore. My thing, no, my thing with Josh was. 
Josh could lose you the same game he was about to win you. Like Josh, the Josh Jackson's balling for three quarters. Kind of the he, same. It's no? a close game, and then fourth quarter because Josh was balling so much, he's trying to be in that zone, and I don't blame him. But it just yeah. doesn't go the way it did the first three quarters. Shooters shoot. I mean, that was the same yeah. thing with Jeremy. He was a one half guy, off offensively. Like You're he coming would, in hot today. What do you mean? That's not a hot take. I've I've maintained that all season. I don't know. If, I always no. thought of like Tobias Harris in Detroit as like a one half guy. Like he'd I'm have like tw- you, twenty three in the first quarter and finish with twenty nine. I this isn't even like Jeremy Grant is the best player on our basketball team, but the reality is that he put together single digit complete hot starts. games. Yes. He would get out to hot starts. Uh, and if he and if he didn't in the first half, he would light up the second half. It would happen every single time. Again, single digit complete games from Jeremy Grant, which is okay. We didn't need it, but still. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I'm just trying to. Rec- he didn't play so much toward the end of the season that it's yes. hard to like envision it. But I, I, I do remember games where like Jeremy came out and had like 15 of the team's 18 points yeah. to start. Yeah. I know what you mean. I'm not mad at that. So have you completely like you've turned around on Josh. You're good with him now. You guys have, you've squashed your, your internet. Not you got, not that you guys actually had beef, but you, there was not, never beef. I no, just always, I think Josh is, there's, he's very hot and he's just hot and cold. There's, you get a good stretch of really good Josh. And then uh, a stretch where you, you wonder how much longer Dwayne can leave him in. Yeah, I want to. I also want to bring this up because uh, I almost said, I almost said, Josh, you did write an article. James, you put out a story today for the Athletic. So I actually was awake. Uh, I was when... very surprised to see your life at nine forty three a.m. I, I was awake. I didn't go. I hadn't gone to sleep yet. I figured because then I texted you shortly after and you didn't respond. I was like, he probably <laughs> just went to sleep. <laughs> Finally fell asleep. So you did a mailbag. I don't want to give away everything. You can it's... go ahead. I don't care. Okay, well, I'm, gonna, I'm scrolling through it just to make sure, but there was one specific thing that I wanted to mention. Um, you were asked about Hamadou's uh, extension mm-hmm. and the, the figure that you arrived on. And I apologize because I feel like we've always been kind of speculative. Maybe I don't remember if we've ever really put concrete numbers. It's always been kind of this ambiguous thing. You said three for 33. Yeah, we've said that on here before. Okay, I was going to say I read that and I was like, I think we knew. You know what's funny is some of these questions I'll read the answer to, and I'm just kind of like, why do we know this already? Like people, we know this, we've talked about this. And then I forget that you and I just talk every single day. So we just talk about these things all the yeah. time. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, three for 33. I don't know if you are at Liberty to talk about what other teams or how many other teams uh, are reportedly interested in pursuing him in free agency this year outside of Detroit, but nonetheless, there are certain teams. And do you think that Detroit will go above 33 million? And if they do by how much? Um, I do not specifically know what. Uh, I do not specifically know what teams. I know. I do not specifically know all the teams. Stop shaking your head. <laughs> Why are you shaking your head? Because you think I'm bullshitting. I can see your face. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I do not specifically know all the teams. No, I know that there are. I know. I know. A couple teams are interested. How much? I don't know that. I know talking to people that there are teams interested um and i do think that detroit is still very much interested and i just get the feeling that diallo is going to make annually somewhere between 10 and 13 when the ink is dry no matter where he signs and i think in terms of detroit i think it it's a, it's a tricky situation because they traded for him mid-season entering uh restricted free agency 
um, renting the end of his rookie deal. You usually trade for guys like that to keep them. Uh, but since then, they've landed the number one pick. You have to factor in what you do with Killian and presumably Cade. Um, do you pay Diallo double eight figures to come off the bench? Do you pay Diallo eight figures to start and then you bring Killian off the bench? Um, I think things get a little more interesting now, given the events that have played out um, since the season ended. Well, you have to bring Hamadou off the bench regardless, unless you're bringing Sadiq off the bench. Is the, Are we not going to try to run Cade, Killian, maybe Sadiq, uh, Jeremy, or Wayne if he comes back, Jeremy and Isaiah slash Plumlee? Wayne, there is no world in which Wayne starts if he comes back. Um, I would say my I, to combat what you said, I, I think that's the starting lineup, that you, one you just named, but there's a world in which I see Cade, Hamadou, Sadiq, Jeremy, Isaiah. Do you think that – well, I feel like – because you mentioned it in the story. He's got to become a, a more consistent shooter in order for that to happen, no? Or do you yeah. think that they would just sort of throw him to the fire and be like, figure it out? I'll say this. There's, it's tricky because um, Killian's jump shot looks better than Hamadou's. But Hamadou's, even though he shot less, went in more. So who do you give the nod to who's a better floor spacer right now? Killian's another facilitator who can pass and create for others. You give him that that nod. But defensively, I think it's close. Um, I like Hamadou's slashing ability when you have a guy like Cade on the floor. And, yeah, I just wonder, like, whatever it takes to pay him, like, do you pay that much for a bench guy? Um and does he fit better in this as a two and Killian as the sixth man running a second unit? I don't know. It's it's maybe it's not as tricky as I am painting out to you. Maybe the Pistons think it's an easy solution, um, but it's just in my mind looking at it right now. Like I don't I don't think it's I think it's a little tricky. And there it is, ladies. It's been a few weeks, James. It has been a few weeks since we've gotten the James Hamadou love affair. We haven't gotten it in a while. You set you set me up. I uh, I honestly didn't even realize what was happening until the like the last two syllables of what you said. I was like, why does this sound so eerily familiar? And then I remembered that you are unapologetically a Hamadou Diallo stan account. You got a burner? You I, run am, a, I am. I don't. You're, you lurk on NBA is, Twitter. You lurk in my Twitch chat. I don't know. You lurk on Reddit. I don't know where. I don't know where else I, you are. I genuinely think this is your counter to me saying you like all the generic white players. No, because that because your thing doesn't have a weird stigma attached to it, and people won't think differently of you. No, if anybody thinks a certain way of you, because that's a joke. But it's also kind of true. I'm not kidding, by the way. <laughs> I think you really like Hamadou Diallo. I think he has potential. Am I wrong that he's a jump shot away from being a starter? That's all I ever say. I just feel I know that there's writing somewhere where you're like, this is a like a super at you the cornerstone a superstar in the making. No. Cornerstone cornerstone wasn't the word that you used, but it was something to that effect where it was like very like, whoa. I said he's the the um, untalked about or um, the X factor in the Pistons rebuild. Something like that. He I, is. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you. I like him a lot. I'm just like, where are you? Okay. He's all right. still 22. Yes. He super athletic, super long arms. Yes. Underrated passer. Could good defensively could get better. And he can grab a board and go. You just the shot's gonna determine the ceiling. 
he's just I mean, big. has a lot of work to go. I mean, he's just a big. He's a tree trunk. Like he's just a. And I remember you. I remember yeah, talking about this. Like on he's TV, long. He, he looks bigger you. to you on TV. Like he's big, but like if you. I say I'm telling you as if you aren't in the arena all the time. <laughs> looking at big, him. Like he's not bigger than Killian. No way, that's true. Hundred percent, like body size, Killian's bigger. Wow. Okay. Uh, we'll move on. I want to give a shout out to Beef Stew Fan Club because we haven't done. I feel like early on in this show, we like Beef Stew Fan Club was getting a lot of love, and we shout just kind of Beef Stew. Yeah. Well, they asked you a question in here about Isaiah starting next season, and uh, you said my guess is that he will start very he will start games very early on next season, and it just kind of what a, give me a. People really liked that sixty forty Cade thing that you did a few weeks ago. Golly, being, fas- man. being people facetious, have, people have hung on to that. <laughs> Give me a which, by the way, James said in this same story that it's ninety percent Cade. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. So thank you. <laughs> so give me a percentage. Mason Plumley playing out his contract in Detroit. Ooh, he's got two more years. Three for twenty four. I'm going to throw one out there while you're thinking. 70-30, no. I was going to say 60-40, no. Okay. I'll meet you in the middle. We'll go 65. This is my thing. Part of the reason he came here was for a bigger role. I think he said that publicly. If not, Oh, did I'm he? Sorry. I thought he just came here because it was a bag. And Well, I think and- that, but I also think they – I think if I recall, and I apologize if I'm misquoting, but I feel like in the, when we talked to him once, he said – Part of the intrigue was that they're building something here. He never said the bag. Most guys don't say the bag out loud, but I think he said it was an opportunity for a bigger role. Um, I think part of bringing Mason in, aside from him being able to pass and the importance of having big men who can pass, um, I don't think they thought Isaiah would be ready this soon. I genuinely don't. I haven't talked to anybody about that. I think they thought he was going to be good, but I don't know if they thought it would be now. Not a lot of people think did. Thought, yeah, yeah, I don't think they thought he'd be as impactful as a rookie as he was. So that makes me think, like, I mean, if there's a way to move $8 million off your books annually, like, why not? Like, you can find a good replacement-level center, like, for much cheaper. Like, Dwayne I just Dedman. think I – Yeah, if you can bring, if you can bring Dwayne back. Um, yeah, like, I just think it's – at a point, the Pistons – well, they're here, where – they're building a, a unit, and that Did unit's going to grow together. You said they're here. They're here. The Pistons are back. Um, you said they're the, here. Well, I'm saying they're at the situation now, getting the number one pick, where they kind of like your core for the next couple of years is here. Like you're going. Like mm. this is what, what I mean by it is, next year I think they're going to, if they make the playoffs, great. I don't think they're going to try for it, but I think like the goal, like in the mind, like they're not, they might not say it out loud because that adds expectations. And that's kind of been the downfall of yes. the Pistons teams of the past is they come out and say, we're, we're, we're here to make the playoffs and then they don't make it. I think internally they're going to be like, Oh, if we make the, like we want to make the playoffs, but if we don't, it's not the end of the world. We're playing with a bunch of 22 year olds and Jeremy Grant. So I just, I just, you're trying to cultivate this group and have them grow together. Isaiah's shown he can be a starter. I think the defense is better when he's on the floor. Um, he needs to not foul as much, but offensively there's clearly upside and promise there with him being able to stretch the floor, him taking good shots inside, being a lob threat. I just think like he showed enough that he's like we're ready to roll with Isaiah as starter, and if we can trade Mason, who's a good player and other teams might want, like we can just find a cheaper replacement starter. 
really trying to rack my or brain. Back up, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm really trying to rack. Hey, any updates on the ankle? We got anything at all? No MRIs? No, no nothing? I've tried. People they've ke- they've kept people have kept things under wraps with that. My guess is it's not a big deal. Well, then why are they keeping it under wraps? Um, because it's somebody's health, and it's not in the season, and it's not like fans are wondering if they're buying a ticket and they're if they're going to see their favorite player or not. I'm going to counter with that and say people are going to Vegas. I might be going to Vegas. Really? We'll talk off the pod. Okay. Um, yeah, like I've tried. I haven't gotten anything. That's why when people ask, um, I don't have an answer right now. I've tried, but no, nothing. I don't, I don't think it's too serious. Yeah, I don't know. Something, I don't know. Something. Fe- well, he's, wait, 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 wait. Maybe it wait. is. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to have a little something, though. Hold on, hold on. Big brain, big brain. He's going to be at the Tigers game on Saturday. Is that like promoted? Yes, the Tigers tweeted about it. Oh, so, okay. well, then you'll so know everybody, make sure to check his ankles. Make sure he's not wearing a brace yeah, or anything. If he's like walking that. with a limp, then you know. Ask him to do some jumping jacks or something. <laughs> see how he looks. If he's walking normal, then you know he's fine. If he's walking with a limp, then you know things ain't fine. Hmm. But at the end of the day, it was a sprained ankle, rolled ankle. Like, it's not, I don't think it's. I haven't gotten the impression that it's Reggie Jackson grade three level. Oh, um, that would have to come out, no? Like immediately. I would think, I would, I would think we would have an update on that. My guess is maybe I find out later this week. Um, I will. You guys will know when I know. That's one thing that I, find, I always find funny when fans ask me, do you have an update on this? I promise you if I did, I would tell you guys. I don't. There's no joy in me getting information to hold on to. Man, he James holds information all the time. The Derrick Rose stuff trade, I can't say. The Derrick Rose yet. trade happened two weeks before it was actually uh, announced. And James was just like, "I'm going to trick all the fans." Like j- j- this joke is already off the rails. I don't know how to execute this. You're joke. almost on part. You, I knew that the trade was coming before me and Sham, me and Shams broke. No, that. I no, I know, yeah, but yeah. I'm trying to make the joke that it actually happened, oh. and like, and and that's why. Yeah, I just can't yeah. figure out how to actually articulate. There's of course, certain of course stuff you, you have to hold on to. For uh, for certain reasons, uh, this would not like this isn't anything that like I would if I knew it I would let you guys know I promise. Mm. I'm very excited for summer league. We only got uh, what's 15, 16. We got I about two it, weeks. I just I still wonder how many of the guys you think are going to play or no. Play. I, I agree. I but we're gonna get we're gonna get some Cade run and that's ultimately what we need. I think I we'll get be surprised if it's just a game of Cade though. I don't know that. I'm just mm. saying I wouldn't be surprised. You want to talk about another guy who got hurt? And we didn't hear anything from Anthony Edwards. Did we get an update on that? I haven't seen one. No, yeah, he rolled his ankle too, right? The heck, yeah. I mean, and the video looked like he was dead. Oh, there was a video of it? Yeah, it was a video. Of, well, like of him like limping out of like being carried off into like a van or something like oh, that. Oh, really? I missed I didn't see that. Yeah, I'll try to find it and I'll send it to you. It didn't look, he looked like not great. Uh, Text my cousin. Oh, uh, <laughs> all right. So we got about two weeks left until the NBA draft. How annoyed we- are you by all, everything? We're, I don't I my plan today before we started and you were like what do you want to talk about today and I told you I got some stuff uh my plan was to be like I'm gonna do a bit where we're not talking about this anymore we're gonna okay. I'm, I was gonna give you 30 seconds and you're gonna do your thing and then we're never gonna talk about it again because it's it's at this point what I don't what are we doing until there is like a definitive but you said because I guess the Rockets thing is topical and you and I disagree on what assets they do or do not have so this is it until there is concrete information, no more Cade stuff after this conversation. All right. 
All right, I'm fine with it. I don't. I'm tired of it too. Trust me. No, I. But I know more than anybody. You are tired of it, and you. I, I'm sure that any information that you get over the next two weeks, you're going to reluctantly be hitting, uh, sending to your editor and being like, "Gosh, can uh, we just not say this?" Yeah. yeah. Can we just let this one slide? A hundred percent. I think more than anybody, you are getting it pretty bad. So the, let, let's let's just we're here. People want to know about the like. People want to know like as much as people hate talking about it. They want to know. Um, no, they want to be reassured. They don't want to know stuff. They want to be fair. reassured. So there is no trade. Right, let me say that. Not that. Not that there's no trade. I'll say it. There's no trade for On Houston. Earth? No, and, that's not true. Uh, listen. I, I'm talking about there's no trade that you would accept for Detroit to do. Like if it was Cade for Steph. Okay. But we're, be, but we're I'm not, talking about of the ones that we've seen floated out. There's not one yes. that you would do? No. No. Okay. And Raphael Stone likes his job, I'd imagine, as as the Rockets GM after one year. I don't think this uh, two twenty three and they're like they're three first rounders and all this stuff. It's not. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. So you, and and when people, go ahead. No, no, I don't think it's nonsense. I think they're they're further, much further behind than Detroit in the in the rebuild process. They need a they need a guy. The guy that in this draft is from Texas would be a great face for. The franchise, especially get- with Luka in, in the state. Um, I get it. I get what you're saying. So you wouldn't do. I'm just going to say it. You can You can say I know you can You can uh, charge up your, your no right now, but just wait to unleash it. Okay. So you wouldn't trade number two, which would be Jalen Green or Evan Mobley. Yeah, it would be Jalen Green, though, but yeah. Eh. Um, well, hold on. No, stop. Because all we've heard is that the Pistons are enamored with Jalen Green. It would you be heard Jaylen that Green. from a guy who... No, I like Evan. I trust Evan. And you've said it, too. So don't do that. I, it's, it's I put Green. in my story that they consider Evan and Jalen. I think one's ahead of the other. <laughs> this is but exhausting. I, I, I could defer to I'm the not story. trying to gaslight you. I'm saying this is an, as a... You know what's funny? You know what one of the biggest problems with this show when we first started was... <laughs> What? Is we agreed on everything, and it was there was no banter. Yeah, like did. it was just it was agree, agree, agree. There, <laughs> ever since we but won we that, agree. <laughs> but we no, agree. I know, I know, I know. Um, let just, me say this: you, this is you, the difference. This is the difference. This is where like the dynamic of the show comes into play. You're true. emotionally invested. Yes. To the point where you have your guy, you want your team to get your guy. Yes. I my job is to lay out the possibilities of what could happen. Yeah. And sometimes those conflict with yes. what your emotions want. That's the big that's the difference. Houston wants a franchise guy. That's what I'm hearing. Tank. They want Kate Cunningham. Get go get Chet Holmgren. Holmgren. That's who you I'm can not, have. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't get it. I don't, I, don't, get, it. I get it, but I don't get it. I just wouldn't do it. I'm just saying, get him. Or uh, I'm. I, what is his name? The guy from France, the kid from France. Oh, uh, Wanyama. Yes, thank you. Victor Wanyama, or is, I think actually that's a, a soccer player. I think. Uh, Go get him. Hey, PKs are awesome, right? I like PKs, but I don't know if that's how you should decide games after uh, 120 minutes. You know what bothered me? Just made me feel really bad. Is shout to I, Italy. It was England is and shout to Messi in Argentina. Well, maybe I shouldn't say this. We'll just move on. I'll I'll, I'll say it off the air. All right. Uh, all right, what what's your little your little trade package? So you wouldn't so number one, you for Green and or Mobley. I'm sorry, not and Mobley. Green or Mobley. 
one of the other first round picks this year, so twenty three or twenty four. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can trade first and back to back years. So Detroit gets its twenty twenty gets its uh, pick that it sent to Houston in the Isaiah trade back, and a and Houston's twenty twenty three first, and a twenty twenty six first that Houston has from Brooklyn. So you wouldn't – you see the gap. It's not, a, it's not, not, about, it's not about the gap. It it's is not about, about the gap, it's though. For, that's, it's the, not, that's the difference. It's not for me It's because so you much. got a cage shirt already. That's what it is. <laughs> you don't want your cage shirt to be a throwback. I've made, I got the French Revolution sitting right next to me. That's hanging on by a thread. I got the Cade Cunningham shirt on right now. No. Um, I mean, you it actually, would be – Your shirt's made jink. Like I, all right, here's a hot take. I don't want to get aggregated. All right, don't aggregate, don't aggregate, I, okay. don't aggregate. Go ahead. Um, uh, do I say it? Do I not? Do I do say it? it? Do, do you want not? me to say my England thing? Will it make you feel – well, it's not really – go ahead, say it. Uh, I wonder if Seku will be on the team to start the year. Any idea what that would look like? <laughs> nope. <laughs> It's it's it, it. This is there's no ink like there's you're literally just you're thinking this is just two guys talking. You're just thinking out loud. Yep. Gotcha. OK. Um, it would be foolish for me to sit here and say that um, I wouldn't take that package. So I guess, it, you know, like people who are like, I, I think wouldn't. it's foolish. I just this is this is where you're you know, again. We won't spend much more time on this. It comes down to the gap between Cade and the rest, right? Or those two. So, like, if you're a GM and you see, I think Cade's better. If Cade's Cade's an 8 or a 9 and Green and Mobley are 7.5, does three future firsts make up that gap? Or I guess 8, that's a weird, I don't like number analogies. If if Cade's going to be a top 8 to 12 player in the league and Green or Mobley could be at worst, ten to twenty is three future firsts worth make up the difference. And and next year's, uh, oh, you couldn't get next year's Houston pick. Well, the good can't. news is I'm not really. Even if we did this trade, I don't think Houston's lapping us in the yeah, rebuild I think Detroit's process. Still better. Like we've we did it. Sacramento's been rebuilding for two decades, and we just we just lapped Sacramento in a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll, here's what I like about that trade. Here's what I like about it. It's not Brooklyn's firsts. Because those are until you the, get to 2026, which might be good by 2026. By then, yes, yeah, yeah. for sure. By then, because um, by then, like I don't like like the Pistons fans are like, no, I wouldn't take Shea and five moron. You're a dumb person, dude. I got so much heat for that. I, Shea was trending because of that. Uh huh. All right, can I for people that. Um, that may have uh, missed the point of that whole thing. And I don't know if I said it on here. I just want to make it very clear. There are people in OKC world who are the, the basically the most vocal about that, that they – it's funny because OKC fans were like, Shea's better than anybody in this draft, and we have to attach six? Hell no. Pistons fans were like, Cade's better than Shea, and whatever, we can get at six. So that's no, where – not. So to me it sounds like that's a sign of a good trade when both fan bases are mad. Yes, um, that's the biggest thing. Is if 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 both sides, if you think both sides agree, it's a bad trade. 
Yeah. If it doesn't make you uncomfortable, it's a bad trade. So this is my th- my th- all I did was if I'm Troy Weaver and OKC wants it, you have like even if it's that Shea and six is an overpay for one, that's what I'm asking for. Yeah, you don't have to no, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's what I would. That's what the point of me putting that trade out there. I would ask for because that was me being GM and me going to my colleagues who cover these teams and them being GM for their team. And our Thunderwriter said he would do that trade. He said he would do Shea and six for one because he thinks that you have to pay Shea. You have to pay Cade later. You're pushing the timeline down the line, and for Cade went to Oklahoma. For what reason though? For what? Well, I get okay, it. because of the Oklahoma thing. I guess There's that too. Um, but like, yeah, like they're not in position now to be. I don't think they're going to cash in soon. Like, I think they're going to build up through the draft. Sam Presti is just. I'm. S- I know. I know how, yeah. Well, I forgot you don't like Sam Presti, so I don't got to explain it. To I you. don't dislike. I just d- didn't like a certain situation that I was involved in. Um, I I really I like. Heard, what I heard you he's said. a nice guy, but I really well. I mean, he he. Uh, well, that was almost he was be a, he was doing his job, and I was doing my job, and it butt heads. Okay, a uh, little bit of Beavis in there too. Anyways, <laughs> you like that one? That was good. Uh what you said is really important. When you have the first pick, you're going to ask for an overpay. And I think that the Houston thing is. Uh, but I, I, Raphael Stone, again, he likes his job. He's not going to do that. I also, this whole like, well, Cade's better than Shea. I'm not saying Cade can't be better than Shea. He, to say that he's better right now is so dumb. Pistons fans are doing the absolute most to convince themselves that Cade Cunningham is the pick. You do not have to do this. There was a sect of Pistons fans last week on Twitter who were like, he's a better prospect coming into the draft than Zion was. Why are we doing this? Yeah, that's my thing that I've noticed too is like, and I get it from Pistons fans, like I, I generally do. Like you guys are you're just starving for optimism. I get it. I, I don't blame the fan um, collective process, but – you have to remember, and not everybody has – people have lives and they might not have seen the tweet and whatever, but after the lottery or maybe before the season ended when we talked to Troy, somebody asked him if there was like franchise-changing players in this draft. He said, yeah. I don't see any Shaqs or LeBrons. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I, I think Cade can be a top 8 to 15 player in this league if all goes well. Um, but – and I think if all doesn't go well, he's still a good NBA player at the minimum, which is enough for me to take him. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I mean, unless Troy was just lying to us, like he said, I don't see any Shaqs or LeBrons in this class. And I think Pistons fans are kind of have that thought process that um, not all of them, I shouldn't say that, but there are a good amount that make it seem like this is the guy, this is LeBron. I just yeah. I would just pump the brakes on that a little bit. Yeah, we don't. I know that like it's you, maybe we feel a little bit insecure because people are trying to take the pick away from us. I promise it's not going to go anywhere. We're going to be fine, and Cade's going to be in Detroit. I don't get got, that either. What? Like, am I wrong? Like, have there not since like the beginning of man, have there like always not been rumors around the number one pick in every draft? I've said this a hundred percent. I've said this a bunch of times. People are noticing it more because it's about our team. Right. That's what I think. Like, I think that's what people are come to the realization. It's like. Remember last year, like there was no clear cut number one. There mm-hmm. was talks about Minnesota trading mm-hmm. it left and right, and mm-hmm. who was before him? Uh, uh, before Anthony Edwards, who was twenty nineteen Seku's uh, draft? Uh, 
Was that Zion? That was no. Yes, that was Zion. Yeah. Yeah, there was never talks about that, but Zion no. was Zion was in no. Zion was in that LeBron realm. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, but every other year, yeah, like you always. I mean, even speculation. It, well, it happened in what 2017, the Fultz draft. The, the Celtics yeah. traded the pick. They traded out of number one because I almost said Danny Brown. Danny Ainge had the presence of mind to be like Jason Tatum is the best player in this in this class. Let me ask you a bad question. Can I give okay. you a bad question? Sure. Nothing new. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in five years, who's higher in the league in terms of like top ten? You know, whatever. Oh, don't do that. Shea Gilgis Alexander or Jason okay. Tatum? Jason I think, Tatum. Yeah, I think that's a bad question because I think it's I don't think it's close. Yeah, well, it's Tatum. close. I think I think they could both be top ten, but I think Jason Tatum's going to be like top five. Yeah. It maybe not in five. Yeah, in five years, I feel. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like top I five really, is a lot, but I really like Shea and his year before he sat out. I think he only played thirty games was nuts, and like there's a way for him to continue to improve. Obviously, he's super young. He's really good right now. I just I don't watch him and think that's a guy that could do what Luca did and take that team to the take his lead his team to the playoffs without like another star next to him. Maybe I'm, I'm so, wrong. I'm sorry, you're saying you're saying this about Shea? Yeah. Um hmm, I still I wonder if that's the case. But I, I don't, don't think I don't think James would be saying this if Shea was coming to Detroit, so mark that one cross that one off, Pistons fans. <laughs> no, uh, but that's well that's different because the Pistons have good guys in place unlike remember Dallas. When, remember when we were there were the rumors that we were gonna trade for Old Depot at the deadline? What in the world? Yeah. Yep. That was silly. And then the, that the trade got facilitated for Miami to get, like, two months of Victor Oladipo. And who was, I remember who was some really heat, bad. Yeah, some Heat fans were like, oh, he would have swung that Buck series. Nothing would have saved them. No, Oladipo. Chris Bosh wouldn't have saved them. Oladipo was in a rough spot uh, to end last year. Yeah, I don't even think he finished the season. No, he didn't. Kendrick Nunn was better than him. Kendrick Nunn is... Mm, He's had moments. Like the finals so far? Yeah, I think Milwaukee ties it up tomorrow. Mmm. Mmm. It all Where, comes down to which Chris and Drew are you getting. Well, and Book, too. Yeah, and Book. But even if all of them are on, I'm still going with Milwaukee. Talk about Cameron Payne lighting up game two against the Clips, puts up 29. Nothing. ever. He, I think it was game three, had an ankle injury. Nothing yeah. ever since. Champagne campaign, nothing. Is that a thing? Champagne campaign? I like Champ- that. Champagne campaign campaign. Like the word campaign and then campaign. I like that. Uh, you know what I got to say? I, I said this already, but the the Cam Johnson dunk, I was really glad on PJ Tucker. I was yeah. really glad that the Bucks ended up winning that game so I could retroactively enjoy that poster. Because if they... Was, I didn't know he had that. Oh, Underrated that was his Dr. J reverse, too. It was like the few, next possession. Yeah. It was literally the that next time the down the floor. That was the closest thing to the Dr. J reverse scoop that I can yeah. remember. And it was so casual. Like, he yeah. took, like, three dribbles after. Like, he just took three dribbles to get to the basket from half court, and he just did that, took the baseline. It was, what in the world's happening? I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I learned a very valuable lesson in journalism early on because of Cam Johnson. What was it? You can stop me if I've told this story before because I, I don't, don't remember. So. It's 2019. Okay. And I'm watching the draft, and I have a list of guys – that Detroit is probably going to get. And I was like, I feel like it's going to be Nasir Little. And then, which didn't, I think he went to, yeah, Portland. Portland. I feel like he got, yeah. Yep. Um, I was thinking he like got picked by somebody else and traded, but he might uh, have. 
it was the I think eleventh pick. I don't remember who it was that picked Cam Johnson, but he got I think it was like Minnesota. I don't remember. He got traded to Phoenix though. So what happened was by I pick- think he was picked by Phoenix. Mm-mm, he got traded. All right, you can look talking, this up while I'm telling the story. Uh, it was by like pick seven or eight that it was just in my head. I was like, Cam Johnson is a wing. The Pistons need a wing who can shoot the basketball. Uh, so I start writing my story where I'm like, the Pistons draft Cam Johnson at you know, oh, 15th you were overall. It? You were calling chalk? I was 350 words in by the 11th pick when he got picked. And I was like, oh, my God. My, I, 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 I was, I was like, I don't know what to do now. I was it like, was Minnesota. You're right. I'm sorry. Aha. Uh-huh. I know. I, I remember this day. Okay. <laughs> I, again, it was a valuable lesson. I remember I tweeted something about it and I think even Rod replied and was like, yeah, you'll learn to never do that again. Yeah. That's tough. Ooh. I, I honestly, I had no idea who they were going to pick that year. Oh, I they, was the Pistons. They had fit. Seku went 15th. Yeah. That year things were under wraps. I had. I couldn't have – I'm trying to look at this and see who I thought they were going to – I thought maybe Darius Baisley. I think uh, Laz really liked that. And Keldon Johnson were my picks. I think when the dust settled, I think I said they would take Keldon Johnson or um, Darius Baisley. Was that the KZ draft or was that Bruce, Bruce year? Was that 2018? I think KZ uh, was 2019. Nope, he was this. Yep, he went 32nd. Ooh, you want to know who went before? This second round's actually pretty good. Yeah. The first pick in the second round, your boy. Let's see if you can guess this. It's your boy, boy. Big man. My boy in 2019? Like, you love this guy. Uh, Harry wasn't picked in 2019. No. I think you, you like – he's on your all, Motown Noah team. Same oh, name. Oh, oh, oh. It was uh, – um, wait, same name. Same, same fir- name. Same first name? As you. There's no Knicks on the Motown No All-Star team. Nicholas Claxton. Oh, he's no, he's not on the team. Oh, he's not? No, he's he's a next year guy for sure. That's a big omission from you. Big oversight. Well, keep in mind, this was made in like September. Okay, no, I loved fair. Claxton, but I wasn't like Je- like Jeff Green probably shouldn't have been. Oh, I need to say this. I t- I said this too. Uh if Colin Sexton gets traded to the Knicks, he's off the team. Cuz you hate the Knicks? I can't do that. Yeah, I All can't right. do that. Um also, I feel like I don't know if I should keep the tradition of no Pistons because it feels too obvious. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the point of the Motano All-Star team is to, you know, veer credit to, like, recognition to other teams in the league. But Tristan I feel... Luke was on there. I, th- he had, I, th- I think by the time I had finalized the list, I'm pretty sure he was traded. You what might you be made? right, though. You, yeah. might be, you might be right. So okay. I think this year... You should do one Piston. I'm doing two Max. Two okay. Max. And uh, I feel like the Motown Noah... Uh, best friend of the year has to be on there, right? So Isaiah's, you should ex- explain the Motown Noah team for our new listeners. For our new listeners, it's just my uh, uh, my my all star team of obscure players, of just obscure role players, like C tier role players. Like Jeff Green was on it; he ended up being like an A tier role player this year. Yeah. Um. So like he can't be on it next year. Yeah. Um. You just, only get one stud. Like it's yeah. either it's either De'Aaron Fox or right. Or, or, or Sexton, which they were both on yeah. the team this year, but I can't do that again. Because before the season started, I didn't know Colin Sexton was going to be putting up 25 a game. Right. Um, you had guys like Dylan Windler, Nico was, Melli. Nico Melli was on there. Dylan Windler was not on there. Okay, Bit yeah, of, Nico yeah. Melli. Um, KZ was – you want to talk about KZ Akpala. He was. I remember him being on my snubs. He was on the board, and I just – I didn't draft him. I was like – I had like KZ coming out of college. He was, he was playing for Nigeria, right? 
Yep, he played. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because Noir Michael, is not. Michael Benege hit a dagger. Yeah. Yeah, we yep. were just talking about him the other day. Good dude. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, a good shout dude. Out to Michael Benege. Uh, um, I want to th- I want to throw this out there. Uh, I just want to say this about the the finals right now. Okay. You know what is the most annoying thing in the world? I was going to make a video and talk about this. James, free throw attempts do not have to be equal in a basketball game. No. That's not how that works. Sometimes a team fouls more than the other team. Yeah, and sometimes Chris Paul is officiated by Scott Foster, and that's just <laughs> that's just how it goes. Conspiracies. It's not even a conspiracy. It's just true. Chris Paul yeah. does not win Scott Foster games. No, it's true. I saw that. And I, thing. do you do you think that do you, do you think the league knows that? Because there was that's weird that they go down two or they're up two zero, and then the, it goes all back to Milwaukee, and the league's like, wait, 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 wait. Where's wait. Scott? Yeah, Scott, get on, get on the first flight out of yeah, New yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Scott's been around a while, and he's a premier official in terms of stature and. Um, it's just the way it worked. I don't know. It's interesting. You know someone. You can ask someone about that. Sure. I don't know. I don't know anybody at the league office, I don't think. Let me say, who do you think is the runner-up for finals MVP if Phoenix wins? I think it's Aiton. Good question. He was not good last game, but either was McKellar. He, he got into foul trouble, which was the, with a problem. I would say it's between Aiton and I think McKellar's been pretty good. No Devin Booker. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, I mean, he would, if he, if Devin becomes Devin again. Yeah. Like, right. I'm not worried. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Yes. I. You uh, know what sucks is if the Bucks win, God forbid something happens to Giannis, Pat Connaughton's probably going to win it. Like, <laughs> he's been yeah, it. Maybe. I mean, That's when, true. when, the, they, they, the Bucks had that Showtime That'd run in transition. Sick. You'd be, oh, I could, you would never watch basketball. You would resign. A pack. You're looking through Wikipedia oh. Finals MVP list. Oh, Andre Iguodala, LeBron, uh, Anthony Date. What? Pat Connaughton. The gentrification sensation, Pat Connaughton. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yep, <laughs> that's a thing. That's his nickname. <laughs> that's his. That's his nickname with Bucks Twitter. Gentrification sensation. I don't I'm think, use that. That's great. oh my gosh, I saw it and I was. I don't laugh at tweets a lot. Like I'll do like nasal exhales, like you yeah. know. But I was I burst out laughing when I because it was the three that he hit at the end of game three. I'm sorry, at the end of the third quarter of game three, like right before the buzzer. And Buck's Twitter was like, "Oh, the gentrification is great nickname." Because I don't know if you remember the story about what happened with him earlier this year. He like bought a bunch of homes and was gonna like I don't remember what the story was, but he like messed up some housing for some people or something like that. Oh, I don't man, remember I what. That. Yeah, I, I don't remember. It was like right around the time that he got the extension and Giannis got extended and Drew Holiday got traded. He and bought all houses of this in stuff. Milwaukee. I, again, I don't want to say anything because I don't up. remember what it was, but it was like just look up like Pat Connaughton being a bad person yeah, yeah. A, a gentrifier or something like that okay. um no it's been it's been good and like i know jeff van gundy was on the broadcast again in game three and it was like people keep saying mean things about mike budenholzer first of all deservedly so but what i will say is that milwaukee's shortcomings in the finals right now have nothing to do with mike budenholzer because he's actually been pretty good yeah like i have my mike budenholzer budenholzer issues but like yeah like it's hard to win a game when somebody else besides Giannis doesn't show up and the and the Suns go twenty of forty from three. Yeah, it's, that's well, tough. I, I, well, then your team can't hit. Yeah, it's tough. The third quarter from Giannis in Game Two when he put up twenty two or something like that. That third I think it was quarter just 20. Game Three was so much fun basketball. 
Uh, Jay Crowder threes, mm. Cam Johnson balling, mm. Drew Drew matching the Jay Crowder threes. Mm. Oh, he had four threes in the quarter. Drew yeah. Holiday. Yeah, that's and that's the difference. Like, you, even if you're number two A two B guy, doesn't have a whole game. Like, you need those moments. Like that could have. I mean, there's very much a world in which the Suns take over that game if Drew misses half of those threes he made. Mm-hmm. Like he was out there cooking. I mean, Cam Johnson did a real good job of sort of starting to switch the momentum a little bit. Yeah, no, him, Jay Crowder, they were. It was. It was getting. I think he got down to five at three, yeah. seven, something like that. Um, let me let me say this about you got. You, I got this about Phoenix. People like to do weird retroactive draft stuff. What mm-hmm. if they people? What if we drafted Book instead of Stanley Johnson or whoever it was? Yeah. Here's one for you. Okay. We talk about uh, champagne, campaign, campaign. Mm-hmm. Phoenix had the tenth pick in the draft this last year. Okay. Yeah. Who'd they pick? Who'd they pick? Jalen Smith was not my boy. Your first boy. of all, I didn't like Jalen Smith. <laughs> I didn't want him on my team. I wanted Okongwu if we got a center. You know who they should have drafted? You know how much? But be- what if they got Halliburton? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people were doing this all year, where it's like, what is Jalen Smith? Like what? What a weird. Now I gotta. I gotta say, I don't know that Phoenix was like we're gonna be playing in the finals, and you're. They're not like Okongawu was playing valuable minutes for the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Jalen Smith, like that's a that's a Sam Merrill type guy right now. Is he? Maybe he's hurt. Maybe maybe I could be. Is he hurt? I don't know. But this is a, this has been a constant thing all year with him, where the Suns just haven't really gotten much production from him. And I just feel like if they went again, I'm not the draft. I don't. I hate when people do this, but I'm just imagine that though. You know? Yeah. No. Because it's like you, you get CP and Book off the floor, and here comes Halliburton and and Frank Kaminsky. I don't know. <laughs> or sorry, or Dario Saric because he's hurt. But you know, yeah. I'm. Yeah, I, I mean Halliburton would have been a good pick. I mean, I wonder if, I wonder if maybe um, does Halliburton get thrown? Well, I guess no. You wouldn't have known this was his rookie year. Like, yeah, I just wondered if do you do you make room for Chris? Like, do you trade Halliburton if you're bringing in Chris? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's hard to look at stuff in retrospect. Do you just bring Halliburton off the bench? Is he? Well, that's the, true because the Chris Paul trade happened before the draft, so they it, yeah that's right. It happened the day of the Bruce Brown trade, so it was oh, the yeah, day the that first that's, day. it was that Sunday, the day the moratorium lifted. Yeah, it was about three hours or four hours after the Bruce Brown stuff. That a, that's by far the wildest week in my journalism career. Ugh. Not even close. Gosh, that sucked. Good thing we had to do it from home. Um, that was wild week. Um, I had a question for you. Pistons. I think so. Um, Jeremy Cade, Killian. Do you have Isaiah. a? Do you have a? Who's your like late first favorite if they trade back into the f- first? I want Kai Jones so bad, but we can't get him. That's your guy. I love Kai Jones. I don't. I gotta be honest though. Probably not with Detroit. Imagine Kai Jones and Charlotte. Oh my god. Oh it my happen. god. You know. You know who I like. I've said. You know this. You know who I want. I want Josh Christopher. I'm dead serious. More than uh, Josh Butler, or what is it? What's why do I keep saying oh, Josh uh, Butler? Uh, Jared Butler. Jared Butler. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I I just want another. I want another wing or guard. I don't know what we're classifying Josh Christopher as. I just want another guy who can score. He can put the ball on the floor, take it to the rim. Great body control. Really strong finishes. I like it. 
what I, I want to do a check Nick's temperature every pod from here until the start of the season. Oh no. Realistically, what are you expecting the Pistons to finish? We're if making Kate a, is the pick. We're making a plan. No question. Yes, there's questions. Uh, <laughs> no lower than no lower than twelfth. I think I think nine to twelve is the is somewhere in there. I think to get in, you have to be better than I think somebody asked me it in the mailbag. Can you? Yep. Uh, it was the Chicago, the, the Raptors, and the Pacers, and the Bulls. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, sorry. Chicago. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Bulls, sorry. Raptors, oh, the Cavs Pacers. too. The Cavs too. In Cavs. I think they're better than the Cavs. They are. You said that they could be better than the Pacers, and that shocked me. I don't think that they're going to be better than the Pacers. No, all. I said. I said maybe. I don't love. I said I. I expect the. I think I circled back and said I expect the Pacers to be better. Keep talking. I'll pull it up. Toronto. They're not going to be better than. No. They're not. Toronto is going to be a playoff team. Yeah. It's, especially now that they have. They're adding a number four pick to it. They had a lot of injuries. They had to play in Tampa. That Kyle Lowry sign and trade for Ben Simmons is going to vault them. Ew. You don't um, like that. Why not? You don't like that? I think it's just cool. If that can get you Ben Simmons, uh, the 34-year-old well, point. And stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I, don't know if, yeah, I don't I don't know if they have enough stuff. But that'd be interesting. I mean, yeah, you look at it. Uh, insert either maybe Jalen Suggs to Fred Van Vliet. Um Pascal Siakam and OG. Gary Gary Trent and OG like that's a team that should be in the playoffs. The Bulls, I think the Pacers. I think the Pistons are worse than the Pacers, but not by much. I don't love the Pacers roster, and I don't trust health. Like you hope Karras stays healthy, but he has a history of being hurt. Um, the front court's still wonky, but they got guys. Um, the Bulls, I think the Pistons will be better than the Bulls. The Bulls See, are just a mess. So two things. One, I I will. Yep, you were you were right. Shocking. You're the one who wrote it. The Pacers have a solid roster, and adding Rick Carlisle as the head coach is a big upgrade. I'm expecting Indiana to be better than the Pistons, but I don't love their roster enough to say that it's set in stone. So, yes, you were right. So I had it reversed. You said, never mind. Um, the Bulls thing surprises me. I don't I don't know. I know that they weren't great to like end the year. They're never great. They were bad after the trade. You remember I get the it. Okay, so you do remember the Vucevic trade. Hey, yeah. I never I don't think I ever said this to your dad. Dude, I, yeah, he, he might have been right. He might have been right about Aaron yeah. Gordon. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Right. This is the thing. Yes, he was right. But they made the trade with the idea that Jamal Murray would be on the team. Yes, that's true. Sorry, Pop Edwards. I got to take it back yeah. for now. It's, I'll, I'll revisit it in six months. I think they knew they were in trouble when you asked Aaron Gordon to be your second best player. Michael Porter Jr. was definitely their second he best was player. Better. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah. But to expect, you want Aaron Gordon to be your. He's like the Harrison Barnes range. Harrison Barnes of Golden State range. You want him to be your that's okay though. Guy. Oh, you're yeah, just saying that player. you're just saying that that's what he needs to be. Yeah, that, utilized that's, as he's a overqualified fourth best player. Um, give me a player from the 04 class that would be a a JLE three or JEL three uh, all star. Besides Sean, yeah, Sebastian Telfair. I, I was. I'm so mad that you that you said it immediately because I was immediately I was going to say it's Telfair, isn't it? I Dang have it. so. Funny story, and then we'll leave. We're going to play a game after this, and then we're going to leave. I don't know what this game is, by the way. Um, I took Sean Livingston, and my best friend, shout out to Sam, Wicked Yacker, he was a Sebastian Telfair guy. So, like, I have a mm. T-shirt at my mom's house 
that is a digitalized photo of Sean Livingston and a digitalized photo of Sebastian Telfer. Didn't you make this in a class or something? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah we've talked about this before. Yeah. yeah. So I was yeah. a big Telfer guy too, and I love that. That was like my first. If you haven't seen the documentary Through the Fire, yeah. Um, have you ever seen that? No. You should go watch it. It's a document. It's a documentary about Sebastian's life uh, as like oh. a high school star because he there's came out a, of high school too. There's a new documentary out on uh, John Morant streaming on Crackle. You interested in that? It's called Dreaming on Crackle? No. <laughs> that doesn't sound... Uh, no. I said it's s- streaming oh, on streaming. Crackle. Oh, Crackle. I'm sorry. Okay. John We're play a game. Dreaming on Crackle. Oh, I think this God. is fun. I think we got good um, good feedback on me guessing the 2004 draft class. Oh, so, sure. So we're going to do... This time, I'm going to quiz Nick. People don't know this. Oh, if it's draft, I can't do no. draft. You're going to list all of the NBA champions uh, since 1982, right? You said you can go far as far back as I 19- think I said 83. All right, we'll do 83. You should be able to do 82, but we'll do I 83. could do wait, I could do 80, I think. I think. Okay. So we're going to Okay, okay, okay. We're going to okay. start down. Okay, 2021 Milwaukee. So between between <laughs> between the between me and you, the listeners don't need to know this. We actually did this after the last pod off of camera. And you did really, really well. I was, I was, absolutely like I'm not good at remembering who won the title. I'm just yeah. not. I, I get the years mixed up. Yeah. You did really well. You messed up toward the end when you should have, like in the '80s. But I think now, promise me it's not pulled up on your computer. I'm looking right at you. I'm looking okay. right at you. you can, it you looks can, like, like you're looking at your computer. But I'm literally looking. Put up fingers the whole time, and I will like change how many fingers you're holding up the entire time. You're okay. All right, here we go. Just, okay. I'm going to predict that you don't stumble until 1985. All right, here we go. Yeah. 2020, who was the NBA champion? Lakers. 2019. Uh, the Warriors. Oh, gosh. Or the, I'm sorry, the Raptors. The Raptors, not the Warriors. All right. Well, I, yeah, I was told. All right. 2018. Warriors. 17. Warriors. 16. Cavs. 15. Warriors. 14. Spurs. 13. Heat. 12. Heat. 11. Mavs. 10. Lakers. 09. Lakers. 08. Celtics. 07. Spurs. 06. Heat. 05. Spurs. 04. Detroit. 03. Spurs. 02. Lakers. 01. Lakers. 2000. Lakers. 99. Spurs. 98. And this is where I always get confused because I always think the Spurs went back to back, but it was the Bulls. 97. Bulls. 96. Bulls. 95. Rockets. 94. Rockets. 93. <laughs> bulls, Bulls, Bulls. You said Bulls, Bulls, Bulls. Yep. Yeah. 90. Pistons. 89. Pistons. 88. Uh, Lakers. Was, yeah. Lakers. Yep. yep. I think that's where you stumbled. 87. L- Lakers. Yep. 86. <laughs> Is this this is is eighty six the Celtics team that McMullen and Simmons always talk about, or is that eighty? F- I, I don't remember say, but the Celtics won in eighty six. I think it's Boston. Eighty five. Ah, uh, see, this is this is the annoying part because it keeps going back and forth. I think the Celtics ended up winning more, but I don't remember if anyone actually ended up going. It was the Lakers. I think it was still Lakers Celtics, but it was the Lakers. Eighty five. You're picking Lakers. I'm gonna pick the. Lakers. Lakers, yes, yeah, you are correct. Okay, eighty-four. <laughs> um, 
shoot, is this the Sixers or is it 83? It's a, this is either the Celtics or the Lakers. I'm sorry, it's either the Celtics or the Sixers. Uh, I'll, I'll let you, I, or, I'll no, let you no, speak. No, 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 no. no. I, D- stay with what you were first thinking. Okay, it's the it's the Celtics then. 83, you were right. That's the Sixers. Yep, 82. Let's see how Lakers. Oh, buddy, 81. That no 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 because the Lakers the Lakers went no they didn't go back to back no that's the Celtics again holy shit <laughs> eighty is the Lakers because it was Magic's rookie year and yep. he was like playing center in the finals I knew that can you get nineteen seventy nine can you nail them all all the way dating back to nineteen seventy nine um you have not named this team yet okay I know the Bullets played I don't think the Bullets won. They won a title, but not this year. This year's the year they lost the title. This is 1979. Yep. Uh, if you want a hint, tell me. Is it, did they, did... Oh, 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 uh, see, it was Seattle. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> 78. There's part of me that thinks you have something up. But I'm literally, literally right, I'm believe, looking, I'm you. looking directly. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like look around while I'm doing this to prove that I'm not. All right, because I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at Wikipedia. All right, it's a 78. Uh, we'll go until you mess up. The Celtics didn't go back to. I'm sorry, not the Celtics. The Sonics didn't go back to back, but I, they might have been in it. Nope. You remember what you said when we were talking about the last one? Was it the Bullets? Was that was that, that 78? Answer? Is that your final answer? Yes. Ding ding ding. Okay. 77. That is the Sixers. Oh, this is where it ends. You were close. Who, who was it? They were in the finals, but they lost to uh, Bill Walton and the Portland Trailblazers. Oh. That's right. impressive, dude. That's genuinely impressive. Uh, I couldn't. I would have stumbled. Like, I'm out of the. I'm out of it. I can't remember back-to-backs years. Like, the 80s I know the suck, Warriors, man. <laughs> but even like the Warriors stuff, like I watch it all. Clearly, I watch it all. I know I could tell you how many titles they won, but like I legitimately like would get confused on like the years. Like I would have said, "Oh, the Warriors won 2019, 17, and fifteen, and I would have like forgot eighteen. Like it's just I'm just my memory's well, the, bad. The '90s is the easiest decade. That's the easiest, yeah. The easiest. Yeah, That's why I was just like, Bulls, 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 get it out of the way. <laughs> hey, Bulls, not a historically great franchise. Nope. Is historically that really good... great run. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're on the same page. You know yeah. this. Can the – wait. Ooh, wait. Oh, we're going to leave the people with this. Can the Chicago Bulls restore? Ooh. <laughs> you like that one. That's a great question. Well, tell us what you guys think in the replies to this pod can the bulls restore we'll talk off the air and we're gonna leave you with so yes. for the 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 outro beat which if you're a new listener we make the beat to we make the beats well not we one of us makes the beats to start and to end the starting beat is one i made that's always going to be the intro but the outro we as of late it's been primarily me but we alternate the outro beat you guys know which ones are next you could tell just by the style <laughs> No, no, not saying it's good. Or, no, no, no. If it just sounds the, the super vibe, dreamy and lame. If it sounds like, <laughs> it, no, if it sounds like it was in the soundtrack to Miami Vice, it was Nick. And yeah. they're good beats. Sure. They're good beats. They're just, you could tell the difference. Sure. I made a beat and sampled Nick's, one of Nick's videos 
out of love for him yeah. uh, as a present for his YouTube success. And it also could be the anthem to Pistons fans. No, what it was, yeah. So what you did is it was one of my songs you liked the beat to. Yes. And so you were it like, inspired me to make a beat. Folks, James has done this two or three times, but I only remember it twice. This was the second time that James was so excited about what he made that he FaceTimed me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and wanted I me did. to listen. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, he's in his bag. He's got something for me. And then I told him when we hung up, I'm like, I'm going to add your, I'm going to sample your, one of your YouTube videos yeah. and put it in the beat. So, and then about 30 minutes later, I got it. Yeah. This, is, this was for Nick, and it's also for Pistons fans who feel the same emotion. So already it's very go. cool. I was very, very excited. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very, very much for listening. If you made it this far, if you listen to this on Apple podcast, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe. If you're feeling generous, we will catch you guys in the next one. <laughs>